It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Wednesday, October 19th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is the home of your 3-0 Philadelphia Flyers. Yep. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with the lovely and talented Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. That's where you'll find the latest Flyers news and information about our episodes. You can email the show at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. We're having a mailbag today. So if you want your question answered next time, send us in those questions. On today's show, we are going to recap last night's win in Tampa against the Lightning 3-2. to two. And uh, we'll get to those mailbag questions after that. Locked on Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening right now. So subscribe. You'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, we're over on YouTube. If you want to see our lovely faces, you can watch us over there as well. Russ, uh, Zach McEwen checked in to this game on the fourth line and Ollie Lixel comes out. Uh, do you think that was the right move uh, before you knew the outcome of the game and after we knew the outcome of the game? I honestly don't think it was the right move. I, I you know, he had a couple of bad penalties in this game. Uh, he did have one legit scoring chance that Vasilevsky stopped him on that JVR set him up with a pass. But really, I just, again, I just felt like you already have enough of those guys. And Tampa was starting to f- match up a little bit for first line, fourth line. And that was, that's a little this nervous time there. Yeah. I feel like with both Ollie Lixell and Hayden Hodgson, now we have two examples of guys that got limited opportunities before mm-hmm. getting shuffled out of the lineup. So, you know, again, two is a coincidence, three is a pattern. So, We'll keep an eye on that moving forward in terms of torts and and giving guys chances. So aside from that, the lineup was the same as before, although there were some switches as the the game went on, like McEwen got moved up to the third line at some point for a little bit. Blazinski was on the fourth line. Um, And I don't know if it was just a timing thing with line changes, but that's what it was. Yeah. But There was also several times uh, throughout the game, again, probably due to line change timing, where Travis Konechny and Joel Farabee were on the ice at the same time. I really liked that. I want to see that more often. Yeah, I could see that. Um, Yeah, Konechny had a good game, no question. Farabee's doing what he can. Again, I just, I I worry about the minutes. You know, he's not the same right now. It's going to take him a while to get there and he played 20 minutes to play him in these games, 20 minutes to start the season. I just don't like it. I'll just keep coming out and saying it. Yeah, definitely. Another thing to keep an eye on. I do want to talk more about him a little bit later, but I think for me, the biggest takeaway from this game is that this team is now again, two coincidence, three is a pattern. We now have three games 
where this team is just really showing like the effort, the battle. Mm -hmm. There's a pattern of resiliency here. Again, mm -hmm. still a small sample size, but um, I'm finding that when things aren't going well or, you know, there's a bad goal, they're not losing momentum as much. I mean, there's still room for improvement there, but I think that they're able to come back from these things so far much better than they did last season. Yeah, no question. I mean, you know, it's two come from behind wins. The other side would tell you they, they've been down both these games. That That's not good either. And the come mm -hmm. from behinds, maybe it's more than, you know, it's going to be more than last year at the end of the year, but you still don't want to be behind in games. However, the resiliency is a good thing and they're not mentally fragile. So I think those things are, um, are real positives. The, the one thing that was worrisome, it was about the only thing that was worrisome is they just got killed on faceoffs. Nick mm -hmm. Paul was 83.3%, Braden point 60%. Ross Colton, 83.3, Stamco, 71.4. We talked about this, uh, the center matchups. And again, Kevin Hayes not doing his part on this. I mean, Kevin Hayes, 42.9% on faceoffs. Morgan Frost, 27.3. Noah Cates, 36.8. Uh, Jackson Cates was the best, 66. I was going to say, he was the best out of all of them. Well, because, them. you know, if you think about it, that was always kind of his role in college. So mm -hmm. he can play the 4C role and and win some faceoffs. Like that's something that he's really accustomed to doing. But yeah, as far as um, you know, this team goes, for the most part, they played a good game, but there's still some consistency things here. And these are things that are all going to be worked on during the year. You just hope the guys can keep this up all year. Cause again, is Joel Farabee going to be able to average 20 minutes a game all year? No. No, no, no forward should have to do that. So there's things here now that ways that they're winning that you just want to see if they're not going to run out of gas. Yeah, I think there's a, a few things that they need to work on here that could use a little bit of improvement or a lot of improvement in some cases. But I think some of their timing is still off. Uh, you saw some like two on ones or things where they didn't quite connect that the thought was there and the plan was there, but the execution yeah. wasn't quite there. I thought that there was a, a several occasions where guys are, are headed to the same spot in the open ice at the same time, fighting each other for the puck. And I, I think that while that's just like getting the rust, rust off at the beginning of the season, it feels like those are things that are, again, in practice and over time, getting used to your line mates, getting used to anticipating things that they will absolutely improve over time or they should in theory, but you can definitely see those little things. Now at the same time, you know, they are doing a lot of little things much better than last season in terms of battling, in terms of hustle, um, just like the very little things I noticed at the at tail end of the second period I think last year's flyers would have just like let the clock run out, but they actually like took those last two, three seconds and tried to make a play out of it. That's true. And I, I feel like that's just, you know, one of those little things that you notice with this team so far this year. Yeah. There's definitely some things that um, there's confidence. I mean, we saw JVR go to the net. I mean, to me, that was the first time this year, but he did it well. And when he does it, he generally gets a goal. Uh, it's just, you wish he'd do it all the time, every game. If he did it every game, you know, he could score 25 goals, but that was good. 
And I think those kinds of things um, do fire up a team. And I think, again, they were very fired up to play Tampa. I believe that was their home opener. So, you know, they, they did a good job of, of ruining that. And, and that's good. I think that was definitely on their mind. Um, something else to work on, on shorthanded, I would not have Tony D'Angelo out there. I mean, he played 24 minutes, 24 and a half minutes, 129 of, of, of shorthanded time. He is not a shorthand, you know, PK specialist. He's really not. And um, Nick Sealer on, on the PK, not a good idea either. Like, these are things like Torts is throwing these guys out there because he knows that they'll play physical but they're not necessarily good penalty killers. No, they're the kind of guys that are going to make mistakes that are going to lead yes. to goals against, I think, in the power play. I think you're spot on with that. And uh, and I honestly, I want Tony D'Angelo ready to play the power play. Like right. I want him focused on that and working on that. Yeah, no question about it. So it was just something I noticed when, when Stamkos was scoring, who was on the ice. Uh, you know, Igor Zamula played a great game. Uh, if it were up to me, he would stay in this lineup all year. I told you, I thought he looked like he was ready. Uh, he was a plus two. He had an assist. So far, uh, he's first staying. point, I think, right? Yeah. So far, he's staying in there. Uh, he is a guy that definitely should stay in there. If I'm choosing between, you know, Nick Sealer or Zamula at some point, you know who I'm choosing. So, yeah, unfortunately, we have to deal with both <laughs> right now. Right now, right now, that that's the way it's going to be. Um, you know, I thought Wade Allison had a good game. There were there were a lot of good things that went on Scott Lawton. Obviously, that first goal was a big thing. Uh, I will tell you this, though. I don't love the fact that right now there's only one A on the team. And Torts comes out and says, well, Scott Lawton's the only one that deserves it. That's a, That, I felt like, is a little harsh. Well, that's an interesting topic. Uh, we will get to more of that and some other standout moments and players from the game coming up next. But first, we are going to talk about our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net's your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. Find all your latest player developments, team matchups, news and podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you could find. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including the MLB playoffs, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. The NHL season is in full swing, and so is Locked On's game-to-game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On game-to-game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow game-to-game on the Locked On NHL channel. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Russ, I want to continue with what you were just saying about Scott Lawton and mm-hmm. the A. I think that I have mixed feelings about it because I think Torres is right in terms of who Scott Lawton is and what he's showing out there. The problem is there's other guys that are doing it too. Right. And it's hard to tell whether he's trying to create competition and get other guys to put in that effort and be leaders in a similar way. Uh, and he's just not rewarding them yet because he wants to string them along or 
is it just really that's how he feels and he wants to stick with this for a while it's it's really a difficult thing yeah i gotta believe it's the way he feels but like why doesn't ivan provarov get one i mean he's he's got three points on the season he's he's well into the plus column uh he's not worthy of that really uh i don't know what else he would have to do to kind of show that so you know these are the little things that torts does sometimes that i think are unnecessary and you know, if you want to say, hey, Kevin Hayes needs to do a little more to get the A back. Okay. But I mean, he's, you know, he still has four points on the C or yeah, four points on the season as well. Um, we found some things that we don't like in his game, but the offense is there. Really, you're not going to give it to him. I mean, I just, I, it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. Yeah. My only other thought is that he's kind of waiting to see if Cam Atkinson comes back or not, because he would prefer to give the other a for now to cam but he can't yeah okay but you know here's the thing about that and this is something i'll, I'll pull this right out of the torts playbook you got to give it to who's there you can't worry about giving it to a guy who's not there you're right i'm just like trying to find a I reason out I there and i think that probably is the reason i think you're right about mm -hmm. that yeah yeah i do want to talk about another guy that doesn't often get considered for these sorts of things, but Carter Hart is like leading out there and mm -hmm. it might be interesting to throw him an A, but I know they don't usually do that with goalies, especially on the flyers. But I, I do think that, you know, again, I don't think he gave up soft goals in this game at all because those were like really no. difficult shots and to get across and you know stamkos we talked about stamkos and, oh, yeah. and the power play and how lethal his shot was going to be and you know especially on the first one there was nobody defending no and, like everybody was sucked over to the other side of the ice so I, I think that um carter hart has really shown that same level of resiliency that i talked about with this team he has. There's no question. He's taken some bumps and bruises. I was a little worried about that this game, but um, you know he seemed to get through it okay. But yeah, he he's every you know they're getting outshot every game, and they're going to get outshot every game this year. So for all the talk that Torts said that we got to protect our goalie, I think they're protecting him a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. But I still see plenty of stuff going on there, and just way too many shots. So I don't know. I mean, that's that's where I, you know, question about the protecting the goalie thing. But OK, I mean, you know, right now he's he's doing what Carter Hart does and he's playing great. Yeah, he, he really is. Uh, he's got a, a 940 save percentage, I think, right now. Uh, something along those lines. But uh, yeah, I think he's off to a really good start. I think that's going to be a huge adjustment for the Flyers with knowing that they don't have Carter Hart backstopping in net against Florida. And I, I think that um, that's going to be something that this team will have to adjust to. And I'm just wondering if they can, uh, especially defensively. I, I worry about that in terms of positioning. Yeah, I think that's a, a fair point. I mean, they, they did have, um, looks like 16 block shots. So that's that's a fair amount. Uh, I dare say they're probably going to have to block more the next game. I just mm -hmm. think that's especially if it's it's, it's a switch in net and, and Felix Sandstrom is going to be in there. So that's something where now, again, this is torts. He did not 
say that it was going to be impossible for Carter Hart to play back to back here. I still, I'm not going to be shocked if he plays back to back here. And just after facing that many shots, I just, he needs a day, man. <laughs> like, I just I hope he that does, doesn't happen. I think happen. he does too, but I, I'm just, you know, I'm just telling you that I remember hearing it, seeing it somewhere where he didn't say no to that. So, again, I think there's going to be times this year where Kim Dillabaugh is going to say to Torts, this is what I recommend, and Torts is going to be like, yeah, that's nice, but it's not what I'm doing. Uh, I do also want to talk about Noah Cates. Uh, we mm-hmm. talked about him a little bit, but I think in, in terms of just a, a breakout game for him, I think this is definitely one of those occasions because the adjustment to center has been kind of a slow burn, but I really felt like he owned the role a lot more in this game. He did, and and he really looked like a good center, except on D-zone face-offs where I right? You know, right. he was getting killed, but uh, he was really good. He was um, good away from the puck. You know, again, I feel like he earned more than just nine seconds of power play time. But again, even even Sanheim only had like nine seconds of power play time, and Frost only had twenty two seconds of power play time. Like these are little power play two did not get. They got time. nothing. They, they got, got nothing. nothing. It was and- very noticeable because power play one was gassed and you could tell, and the second unit wasn't getting. And so this is a failing right now that they're getting by with right at the moment. But, but this is something that they have to work on. Um, you can't just have that first power play the whole time. These are other talented players. Like you might get more goals out of them. Maybe this game would have even have been three, two, maybe it could have been four, two. So that's something that they definitely should work on. And right now the winning's going to cover that up. I think so. And, you know, Noah Cates, obviously so happy he got that goal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, he was happy. And it was such a good play, too. Everything it was a great play. The way he jumped on a turnover, mm-hmm. turning around, just whipping it on net. That's what you do, man. It's just yeah, it, It's never a bad idea to shoot it on net, especially from, like, in the middle there. Perfect. Yeah. And he was a huge part of the shot blocking for the yes. team, too. So I think he's just really such a well-rounded player and I just cannot wait to see what else he does this season. Cause I think he's, you know, as we've been saying, he's going to be one of those bright spots this season. And and I can't wait to see what else he can do. Um, our uh, fourth star of the game. We talked a little bit about Joel Farabee mm-hmm. earlier and you're concerned about his minutes. I am too. And And I think that for me, I want to give him that four star because he took those minutes and made the best of it in a lot of situations. I thought he made some dynamic plays and he's choosing his moments really well right now. I think he's playing very smart out there and I just appreciate what he's doing, even though, you know, he hasn't been the one scoring the goals yet. I I think that he'll get there. Yeah, he'll get there. But, you know, we know it's going to take him a, a certain amount of time. So that's fine. He um, He's filling a role. He's really good at that. He's a great team guy. He always has been at every level. Any final thoughts about Flyers versus Tampa and uh, stuff to take into tonight's game against the Panthers? Yeah, I would, I would think um, as far as Flyers Tampa, uh, it'll be a lot tougher the next time they face them for sure. Tampa is always kind of like this at the beginning of the year. They're never fully there. Um, and so I think it'll be tougher with, with Florida. I, I think it's going to be a similar type game. 
they could fall behind again in that game. So um, I, I think they have to play from ahead against Florida. I do. Yeah, I, I think so as well. All right. We are going to switch over to answering your mailbag questions coming up next. All right, Russ, we were talking about the defense. Our first question is about that. Uh, with Rasmus Ristolainen hurt, do you think the Flyers should look elsewhere for another D or stick with using Sealers, Zamula, and maybe call up York if he's ready and the injury persists? I think right now they kind of have to stick where they're at. I don't think there's really anybody out there that's going to be helpful. Uh, they're not going to be able to trade for like Jacob Chikrin or anything like that, where it would be a big significant upgrade. So they're, they're just going to have to make do. And it's a shame. I, I don't know what it is with Ristolainen right now, as far as how long it will be, but we know it's going to at least be a few weeks now. Yeah. I think uh, that's kind of where I'm at as well. And plus I, like you said, I want to see Zamula get more yes. opportunities to stay in. And it's his time I, I right now. Yeah, I would hate to see anybody take that away from him, let alone towards swapping him out just on a whim. So uh, I think that uh, I, the Flyers should stick with what they've got right now. And, and like I said, or like the question said, uh, Cam York is there if, if he's ready. So I, I think the Flyers are actually in decent shape on that front. I think so. the next question, what is one thing the Flyers can do right now to improve the power play? shoot more. I really think yeah. they need to shoot more. Um, I think that's the, the biggest thing. Uh, once they have, you know, I felt like they had a little better control of the puck tonight compared to last game, which they, there were times they couldn't even control it at all. So they were doing better with that, but I still feel like they could, they could shoot more. The more you shoot, the better chance you have. Yeah. And I think having, you know, somebody in the right position for the rebound would be helpful as well because yeah. I think that maybe that was my working theory during the Tampa game as to why Tony D'Angelo wasn't shooting when he had plenty of time. And well, he hasn't been shooting it. really all year though. If you remember, yeah. like, we've talked about this. Yeah. I just felt like he was waiting for the perfect moment of JVR being in the right spot where they really just need to take more chances and just get another person for the rebound right there and, and just take the shot. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that's a huge, huge part of it. I think so, too. The next question is, uh, it's good to see the Flyers have fight, but are the physical fights actually helping with momentum changes so far? I don't see it. Coach is always going to pretend it does. Once in a while, you could see it does. Uh, the maroon DeLaurier was just nothing. And, honestly, Justin Braun, He's too old Why? to be fighting. Why? It's, <laughs> Why the whole dude? thing was unnecessary. Like Corey Perry is a killer. I, I, you know, I get there's a lot of frustration there, probably from other years, but I wouldn't. I, I don't even see why that was a good thing. So I don't think it's really helped him. I mean, Nick Delore plays six minutes in this game. How much money is he making? Yeah, too much. Whatever it is, it's too much. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. He played six minutes and thirteen seconds. Yeah, I don't know. I just. It was the Justin Braun fight that got to me because yeah. I'm just like, why, dude? Like, what is this? What is this going to accomplish? I think you know, if they want to throw some fights in at home games to entertain the fans, fine. But if you're on the road and you have a chance to beat a team like Tampa, like, why 
get into a useless fight, especially against a guy like Corey Perry. Like yeah, you said. even even Pat Maroon played seven and change, and he doesn't get paid anywhere near Nick Delorier money. No, no. Oh, Pat Maroon. All right. <laughs> Last question: Are the Flyers actually fun, or are they a mirage, or both? No, I think they're both. I mean. You can never count too many things in early in the NHL season because we talked about how some teams may be doing like extended preseason. Like I, you know, mm -hmm. I definitely saw where Tampa was really good early. They pressed early. They got their goals. They got up. They got a little lazy and lackadaisical too. And I think those are things that Cooper kind of understands will happen during the year because because of these teams' long runs. But uh, no, right now the Flyers are fun, and for as long as they can do it, they're going to take it to teams and really make them play their best hockey. And I think that's a good trait. There's nothing wrong with that. I agree. And again, you know, the Philadelphia sports vibes are fun right now, so the Flyers yeah. might as well be a part of it, right? Yep. All right, we are going to wrap things up with our Flyers fun thing. Uh, over in college hockey, we have Boston College and Cutter Gaultier, our first round draft pick from this year, uh, got his first goal of the season. So that was really good to see. And it was a nice goal at that. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a big deal. I think the better his season, the only thing I worry about is I know he's going to want to be a one and done, but I kind of hope he just lets it just sit for a minute and see how that really works out for him before he decides. Yeah, I think he'll wait until the season is fully over to truly make that decision. But it yeah. was good to see him dangle around a couple of guys and just yeah, take yeah. his shot and uh, and get one over for Boston College. So congrats to him for that. Uh, that will do it for today's show. We will be back again tomorrow. We're going to rehab tonight's game against the Florida Panthers. and. Uh, break down all the plays and action for you. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. So if you have a question for our mailbag segments, you can tweet us at Lockdown Flyers. You can email us at lockdownflyers at gmail.com or comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. You made us your first listen. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone bring you the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news, analysis, and advice Monday through Friday. It's available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day, everyone.